Hello, friends. Welcome to Story Behind Podcast. This is the show for people who love hearing a good story and who believe the world could use more positivity. We're the team behind God Updates and God Too, and we hope these weekly short stories will brighten your day. The real story behind the Waltons TV show and what went into making it such a beloved classic. Written by Heather Riggleman. Read by Alyssa Forsberg. It's been almost 40 years since the Waltons TV show, one of the most beloved programs of all time, faded from our screens. The family drama debuted September 14, 1971, and ran until 1981. Spanning nine seasons, it was initially thought to flop by the top executives of Hollywood. However, producers of the show had no idea viewers of that time were craving godly family values. At that time, the country was dealing with the Vietnam War, the Watergate scandal, and the breakdown of traditional family values. In fact, Cammie Kotler, who played the youngest Walton sibling, Elizabeth, in an interview with the Los Angeles Times, said the show was a direct reaction to congressional hearings questioning the moral quality of television at the time. So how did the Walton's TV show become a sensation? Let's talk about little-known facts of what went on behind the scenes. The beloved show was set in the mountains of Virginia during World War II and the Great Depression, even though it was filmed in Hollywood. It actually began as a Christmas film, The Homecoming, a Christmas story based on Earl Hamner's book, Spencer's Mountain. CBS decided to take a gamble on the book, but they requested Earl to rename the characters, and he chose Walton instead. I thought the name Walton sounded sturdy and Virginian and American, he shared. Despite some of the network's reservations, viewers were craving wholesome shows that reflected simpler times and traditional family values. In fact, the show helped inspire Little House on the Prairie. The Emmy Award-winning show depicted a large, close-knit family experiencing the ebbs and flows of life was based on Earl's own family. Each Walton child was based on his real-life siblings. He had six siblings, Jason, Mary Ellen, Aaron, Benjamin, Ben, James Robert, Jim Bob, and Elizabeth. Earl revealed in a 2013 interview that the actual bedtime tradition on the Waltons TV show was inspired by his actual bedtime traditions with his own family. Sometimes we would get carried away and say so many goodnights that my father, who had to get up early in the morning, would say, All right, that's enough, he commented in a 2013 interview published by the Archive of American Television. Several parts of the Waltons TV show were based on real-life events, too. Grandma Esther's stroke in Season 5 was based on Ellen Corby's real-life health complication. Actor Will Gear, who played Grandpa Zeb, grew concerned when Ellen didn't show up for work one morning. Because they all spent so much time together, he knew this was out of character and sensed something was wrong. He then found her passed out after a stroke and rushed her to the hospital to save her life. Later, after Will passed away in 1978, Grandpa Zeb's death was written into the show as well. Life behind the scenes wasn't always easy. Some of the actors struggled with alcohol abuse. Yet, God used the show to help Ralph Waite get sober. Judy Norton said the kids helped him get over his alcoholism. He credited the show for being the reason he got sober, she said. He said, I sat there one day at the kitchen table with all you kids and I felt like such a fake. He took himself to AA and got sober. Despite the ups and downs behind the scenes, 
the show became a home staple. Throughout the years, the family dreamed, grew in their faith, learned lessons, prayed, suffered disappointments, and grew up. But no matter the episode, everyone felt like a part of the family up on Walton's Mountain. The show is also proof God's family values still reign. You can catch all 200 episodes streaming on Amazon Prime. Good night, John Boy. Hey, listeners. I want to ask you a question. Do you feel like your prayer life is stagnant or stale? Do you desire to make prayer a part of your everyday life? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then we've got a podcast for you. It's called Teach Us to Pray. The Teach Us to Pray podcast, hosted by Christina Patterson, walks you through simple, effective steps to grow the spiritual discipline of prayer in your life. When we grow in prayer, we grow closer to God. You can find the Teach Us to Pray podcast at lifeaudio.com or in your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Photo of a police officer snuggling an abandoned toddler goes viral. Written by Mel Johnson, read by Stacy Marshall. Officer James Hurst may be a rookie with the Savannah-Chatham Metropolitan Police, but he's a pro when it comes to compassion. And seeing this police officer cuddling an abandoned toddler had the internet going crazy. Dispatch sent Officer Hurst and a few of his colleagues to check out a call from the Cooler-Brownsville neighborhood, one of Savannah's most troubled areas, according to police statistics. Concerned residents called and reported that a 16-month-old boy was wandering the streets. No one knew how long the boy had been wandering, where he'd come from, or where he belonged. It was an extremely upsetting discovery to kind-hearted Officer Hurst, who has two little ones of his own at home, one of whom has Down syndrome. The officers picked up the abandoned toddler at 10 a.m., and immediately took him to the emergency room to make sure he was okay. Though they were trying to help, it was understandably very confusing to the little boy who became upset, and the boy's heartache struck a chord with Officer Hurst. He explained, The boy, obviously, being so small, became very upset. He was crying. He was sobbing. I asked the hospital staff if I can hold him to comfort him and soothe him a bit to try and calm him down to continue getting medical care, and they said that was fine. So I picked him up. Minutes later, he was asleep on my chest, and with all my body armor and my gun belt, became very heavy holding this small child. So that's when I decided to sit down on the bed and make it easier for him and me. In no time, the tender photo went incredibly viral over Facebook. Ever since, kudos for Officer Hurst have rolled in, leaving him completely stunned. It was just natural to want to soothe this child. I didn't expect any of this. It's been quite overwhelming, actually, Officer Hurst humbly explained. The abandoned toddler is safe and in good health. No arrests were made, but the boy is now in custody of the Georgia Department of Family and Children's Services. Please keep this precious child in your prayers. As for Officer Hurst, he wants folks to understand that it's what we do every single day, not just me but the 600 officers that are in this department. Officer Hurst insists that he didn't do anything special. It's his hope 
that rather than focusing on his one act of compassion, the picture will cause people to realize acts of kindness like this are part of what police officers do every day. This job is so much more than just chasing the bad guys. It's about serving the citizens of the communities that you work in and doing what they need you to do, said Officer Hurst. God bless the brave men and women who put on a uniform each day to serve and protect their communities. Thank you so much for listening to Story Behind Podcast. We're really glad you joined us for this week's story. To see photos and videos that may have been referenced in this episode, check out the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast and please tell a friend about us. We'd also love it if you'd rate us and leave us a review. It really does help more people find us. This episode was produced and edited by Stacy Marshall. Story Behind is a Salem Web Network production. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.